Big Rab Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice, with many bands around the world playing G1 products, including two-time world champions in Vararian District. So check out g1reads.com as they keep the lights on here on the Big Rab Show podcast. Hello there everyone and welcome to another Big Rab Show podcast. How are you folks? Hope you're all keeping well out there in podcast land because um, yeah, we've got another big topic of the week this week. We are going to be previewing the UK Championships. Yes, very much looking forward to the second major in the season and we're going to break it down into its component parts. We'll get to it, plus all the usual news and updates and all that stuff. Uh, but uh, yeah, first of all, let's get through the introductions, shall we? If this is your first ever Big Rab Show podcast, then you are welcome. We are the show for the bagpiping folk, reflecting everything in the bagpiping world, be it Celtic music, folk music, or indeed our bread and butter which is competitive piping and drumming. Each and every week we talk about what we know and love to be the music of the great Highland Bagpipe and its people. Now, like every other podcast out there that exists, yeah, we have a Patreon. So if you would like to, you can. You can go over there to Patreon and click on support and help support your favourite wee podcast. Yeah, help keep the wheels moving. Uh, but you don't have to. Uh, but if you do, you do get, uh, yeah, you get compensated for your trouble, I suppose. There's loads of great extra content up there, including our weekly Fuse FM Balamoney radio show, which is two hours worth of live radio that you can download every week and listen to. Uh, so we've got actually well over a year, couple of years now. Three years worth of Fuse shows, something like that, all up there now on our Patreon, so definitely worth going and having a look at that. Plus all sorts of exclusive interviews, performances, backstage videos, all that sort of stuff, it's all up there on our Patreon page, so why not? Be part of the Patreon faithful and help support yourselves here on the Big Rab Show pod, indeed. Now, like every single podcast, indeed, uh, and our Patreon, we are quite proud of our Patreon community, so yeah, we just have to give them a shout on the podcast this week, because all of our Patreon folks, you guys are awesome! Absolutely, and uh, as a result, you guys have probably already been treated to some early early access to stuff that's on the pod this week, so yeah, there you go, that's one of the perks you get on Patreon, so yeah. <laughs> Be part of the Patreon faithful! Alrighty, let's get into it. Listener mail this week. Honestly, it's been a little quiet, but I think that's for good reason. Uh, We are in the thick of it here in the UK at the moment. Smack bang in the middle of the season at this point, and as we're gearing up for our second major championship, uh, most email that we've received in to ourselves at The Rab Show is for planning for future shows believe it or not. So, yeah, just a lot of very admin-y type emails, a lot of correspondence backwards and forwards between various different entities. And, uh, yeah, we do hope to provide some quite awesome episodes in the near future. Uh, I'm going to say that and just leave it there. Um, yeah, I'm not going to spoil it. But, uh, yeah, if you are on Patreon, you might get early access to some of that stuff. So that's all I'm going to say there. <clears throat> Anyway, but yes, that's pretty much it for listener mail this week. We haven't had much else in the way of correspondence, you know, either detailing whether you like the show, you hate the show, or any questions about stuff. Uh, we did get a lot of questions about live streaming and such from the weekend uh, there at Cookstown in the Mid-Ulster Championship, so we'll talk about that, of course. And uh, yeah, we'll talk more, of course, and if we get more listener mail in. So, our email address, as always, is bigrabshow 
at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, if you have any comments, queries, anything you want to suggest about the show at all, then that's where you go and do it. BigRabShow at gmail.com. There you go. So, yeah, very little in the way of listener mail this week, unfortunately. Um, but, yeah, you guessed it. It's that point in the show where, yeah, it's time for Word of the Week. It's time for Word of the Week here on the Big Rabsha Podcast. Silence. Yes, this week's word of the week is silence. Now, you may be scratching your head at that one thinking, what? Silence? Um, yeah, well, I, I want to tell you a little bit of a story, shall we? Now, I, obviously, I was at the Mid-Ulster Championships this past weekend, and before that, I was also in attendance at Bangor, two competitions here in Northern Ireland where I was involved in capturing the magic. I was there filming pipe bands and trying to present it, you know, both on our YouTube and Facebook and all that sort of stuff, trying to capture the the action from the circle, I suppose. And one of my biggest problems seems to have... Uh, got worse after the pandemic. I don't know if this is kind of a, a thing now, but it certainly seems to be a lot worse than what it used to be. Now, whenever I was first filming pipe bands here in Northern Ireland and in the UK, um, yeah, there wasn't a problem with silence. And I guess what I'm talking about is the crowd standing around the arena they love to talk, and that's fine. You can always talk to the guy next to you, the person next to you, or even across the arena go, hello. Hello, John. How are ye? You know, you know, you can shout over. Sometimes even take a phone call. All of that, but please don't do it as the band is playing. That's been one of my biggest problems this season, and I'm sure everyone's going to be laughing at this right now. But uh, I know I've mentioned this before. I think I had a previous Rab Show podcast all about you know my bugbears and stuff that annoys me. Um, but this seems to have gotten worse. And uh, I don't know if it's because people are meeting up together again and haven't seen each other in a long time. I believe that's quite, you know, a big part of it, I suppose. But um, whenever a band is on there competing and you're there as a spectator to watch that band compete and then suddenly the guy beside you starts shouting to his mate, Here, John, I heard you got a new car. Is she any good? Is it sore on the petrol? I heard their wild's bad on the petrol, boy. No matter how far or how short you drive her, she drinks the petrol like my... And I just wanted to shake this guy and go, can you please be quiet until the band has finished playing? I don't know about you guys, but I think it shows a kind of a level of disrespect for the performer. Now, maybe I'm taking things a bit far. Maybe I'm just being a little bit sensitive about all of this. Uh, but I'm obviously trying to capture as much of the music and the nuances from inside that circle and get it into a camera, you know? And ever you have someone standing right next to you shouting to his mate about his new car or to someone else about what you're having for dinner that evening or, you know, how's your daughter? I haven't seen her in a while. She's still working in such a place. Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's just Northern Irish folk. <laughs> Is this a thing that's just unique to the, the Northern Irish audiences? I don't know. 
But I think definitely my experience over the years of filming bands and watching competitions, it's certainly gotten worse over the two competitions that I've attended here. And uh, yeah, I don't know if that's been you guys' experience out there with visiting competitions after the pandemic. Um, Obviously, people want to talk to each other. They want to, you know, socialize. And definitely, I'm all for that. Absolutely. But please have your conversation somewhere else. It's a big, wide-open competition arena. You don't need to do it right at the ring, right at the circle. When people are there to hear the music, they don't want to hear if you're going to be having mac and cheese for dinner. Or, oh, yeah, she didn't leave the steak out. The steak's not going to be defrosted in time by the time we get home, so I guess it's going to be soup again. Who cares? Yeah, now this happens regardless of the grade as well, I have to stress. Uh, on Saturday in Cookstown, I filmed all of the grade 4B performances and there was very few of them that I could use due to people standing around me effing and blinding and swearing and all sorts of crazy madness. There was that plus the microphone I had malfunctioned and created all sorts of craziness in the audio, but... Yeah, as I was filming, I I felt that I couldn't have used the audio anyway. And that's basically because of the spectators who were there at the circle deciding to have a good laugh at their mates, telling all sorts of crazy, dirty jokes and stuff, and effing and blinding about all sorts of shenanigans at the weekend involving alcohol. But So, yeah, a lot of this we couldn't obviously put out there on our YouTube channel or Facebook and all of that sort of stuff, because you'll get to hear about wee Jimmy or wee Johnny and what he got up to at the weekend and how drunk he was. Yeah, I think you get the picture. (laughs) I don't know if it is a sign of disrespect to the performer. Perhaps I am taking it a little far. But I do believe that if you're going to stand there at the arena and, you know, with the intention of watching a band play, then please do that. Watch the band play. You don't need to have a conversation when you're halfway through the performance and just you know, get bored and trail off and say, oh, well, what are you doing next week? Oh, I think I might be going to Lurgan next week, right? No, fine. Yeah, but see the see the parking at Lurgan. Where do you go to park the car? I heard you had to buy your tickets online. And, oh, my God. I Yeah, I think by the end of Cookstown competition, I was nearly bald from ripping my hair out with people just constantly talking over performances. Hi, it's one of those things. I guess it's a bugbear of mine. And that's inspired this week's word of the week, which is silence. Now, if this annoys you folks out there, please let me know. And please let me know that I'm not alone in this. <laughs> I know rightly I'm going to get a whole load of hater mail about this. Ah, grab, dry your eyes. But uh, yeah, no doubt I will get it. And yeah, yeah the email address, bigrabshowgmail.com. You can let me have it. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know what it is, but people, I don't know, they'd just love to have a good old chat and a yarn, especially when a band is playing. Like, whenever the bands finish and they counter-march off, there was silence. No one talked. It was weird. And then as soon as the band hit their opening rolls and they hit their opening E and went into the first march, that's when they started talking again. I said, what? Did you just wait for that band to start so you could start talking again? Oh. Anyway, that's this week's word of the week right there, folks. <laughs> oh, yeah, I had a little bit of a rant there. Uh, but, yeah, hope you appreciated that. And please let me know I'm not alone. There's bound to be other people out there who think the same. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> 
Will we experience the same thing this weekend at the UK's? I have absolutely no doubt of it. Uh, yeah, I could nearly put money on it. But hey, it, it is one of those things. Post-pandemic, people haven't seen each other for a long time. Obviously, we're going to talk to each other and say hi. Of course we are, you know. But at the same time... Yeah, we still need to respect the performers in the ring who are playing out of their skins, trying to win a championship. Meanwhile, Mickey's sorting out what he's having for dinner. Oh, here! I want beans with them! Did you, have you any beans in the house? Uh, oh, well, here, I'll stop at the shop on the way home. Now, do you want a big can of beans or just a wee can? A wee can? Sure, how many is there of us? There's four of us. Do you think we'll get enough out of a wee can? What? Uh, Right, well, here, I'll get a big can, and whatever's left over, sure, I'll have it for my breakfast the following morning. There you are. Yep, that's been my experience, hearing all of these arrangements being made, and uh, hearing performances in the middle of it, too. Anyway, that's this week's Word of the Week. I will get off my soapbox now and stop ranting. (laughs) Alrighty, okay, let's get into our next segment, then. Normally, after Word of the Week, uh, we get into our next segment, which is Weekly Drone, which is where we throw the microphone open to you folks out there in the piping scene to, yeah, let us have it uncensored. And, yeah, you can talk about absolutely anything in the piping world, and uh, there is no identifying factors. It's absolutely a safe place, um, so there's no fear of retribution. You know, if any judges or officials are watching or listening, hmm, there's no identifying factors, so neither you nor your band will be incriminated for any comments he had said on the show. So... Please do go to our website, bigrabshow.com forward slash weekly drone. And yeah, you can tell us all your stories, thoughts, feelings on anything we talk about or that we haven't talked about. Yeah, and we'll present it here to the show. Well, I believe we have a weekly drone this week. So uh, yeah, JD's back from his travels and he's able to give us another weekly drone, which is awesome. So first of all, welcome back, JD. And uh, what's this week's weekly drone? It's the weekly drone. One day, a long time ago, the first pipe band contest was held. I bet it only took 10 minutes for someone to be the first person to complain about the judging. I was involved in a contest some years back. We were very disappointed to not hear our names when the silverware was handed out. When we got our crit sheets, we saw that one judge awarded us second place in piping, while the other awarded us 11th. All of us at the band tent quickly determined that not only was that judge stone deaf, but he was also incompetent. That was until a friend of mine who heard our performance approached me and said quietly, you never know what might have happened on the other side of the circle. Later, he played a recording he had made from the other side of the circle. Two players had dropped the ball terribly during the opener. They eventually got their feet underneath them, but by then the damage was done. I was so focused on my own playing and listening to the players on either side of me that I hadn't heard it. Some players have almost as much fun complaining about the numbers on that sheet as they do actually circling up and playing. It's always easier to complain about judges than to take a look in the mirror and say maybe he or she was right. Over time, I've come to learn, often with the help of videos and recordings, that the adjudicators are almost always right. Ever since then, when I look at a rough crit sheet 
or a summary sheet, I hear those words in my ear. You never know what might have happened on the other side of that circle. It's a great way to enjoy the beer tent more and keep my blood pressure down. Ah, thank you, Weekly Droner, whoever you are, and yes, quite wise words there, I feel. And uh, yeah, that's been my experience as well as being in the circle too. And uh, yeah, you never do know what happens on the other side of that circle. And just exactly what does that judge hear? You know, and uh, that's one of the things, you know, whenever we came to our British Championships wrap-up, I did say that we aren't in that circle with the clipboard. We've no idea what that judge heard. So the results that they put on paper are probably 100% accurate. So, yeah, I guess this is one of the fun things about piping and drumming is that it is subjective, you know. And one half of the arena for one half of the band could hear a blistering performance that would just... Yeah, <laughs> knock your socks off. And then the other half of the arena on the other side could hear a performance that just is shocking. And you would think, wow, this band should be flat last. They're terrible. So, yeah, are we surprised whenever we get such a mixed bag of results like this? Well, on occasion, yes, it does cause conversation. And we do talk about it here in the show about the disparances and the results and everything. But, um... We always do caveat it, saying that, you know, we're not in there with the clipboard, we've no idea what the judge heard, and we've no idea what happened on one side of the circle to the other. So, that's it. It makes it quite interesting, doesn't it? So, thank you to our weekly donor. As I say, quite wise words there, for sure. Indeed. Alrighty. If you have any on, if you have any commentary or anything like that at all on what you've just heard, then of course you can either email us bigrabshowgmail.com or you can get your weekly drones into us as well. I have no doubt that this will be one that we will continue to visit throughout the season as, uh, yeah, we're heading into the next major, so we'll have more results to sieve through, I suppose. Yeah, so we'll get into that, of course, as the weekly drones drop in. So send them in to us thebigrabshow.com forward slash weekly drone. There you are. And it's good to have JD back again as well. So yeah, thanks JD for putting that together, mate. Appreciate that. Now, I have to stress as well, these are not the thoughts and opinions of the Big Rab Show team or JD. These are your thoughts and opinions. So just wanted to put that out there. <laughs> Alrighty, by way of a disclaimer, I suppose. All right, well, I'm about to take a little short break right now, just before we get into all the news and updates and everything. Uh, so yeah... I'll be back in a minute. Do you wish piping could be fun again? Bagpipers around the world continue to struggle with their instrument, despite hours of hard work trying to get better. Bagpiping should be fulfilling. Your hard work should pay off, showing improvement and the freedom to express yourself musically. Or why do it? The Dojo University believe every piper should be able to free themselves from musical frustration, proven over more than a decade of successful teaching and accessible anywhere with an internet connection. The Dojo is unlike any other bagpipe learning experience in the world. Let the Dojo channel your enthusiasm into a fun and fulfilling program that will empower you with the knowledge to fall in love with piping all over again. So go to dojouniversity.com forward slash big grab and take advantage of our 30-day free trial of Dojo Premium Membership. Join the global community of students today and rediscover the fun of bagpiping. dojouniversity.com forward slash big grab for a 30-day free trial. 
Ah, yes. Told you I'd be back in a minute or two. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> this time for the news and updates here on the Big Rab Show podcast on this day, the 8th of June. Can you believe that we're, yeah, the 8th of June already and we're rocketing towards the second major in the season? I don't know. This time is just passing in a blink, folks. It's ridiculous. But there you go. Let's get into the news and updates. Of course, we're going to talk about the Mid-Ulster Championships that happened this past weekend in Cookstown. And can I say... What a fantastic day. <laughs> I had the absolute best time. Uh, the sun was splitting the stones. I landed home with pretty bad sunburn. That's I'm still quite near. Yeah, I'm nursing it still with the after sun. Uh, but yeah, what a fantastic day. And uh, yeah, I think the all of the, you know, the traders and everything that was on offer, the facilities themselves, you know, received quite high praise. Although I think, I think I did see some negative comments online saying that there was only one catering van uh, for everyone in attendance, which, yeah, it did seem a bit low, I suppose. So, hey, again, it's post-pandemic. We're doing what we can to rebuild our scene. So, yeah, they may have had limited time to put things together for the Mid-Ulsters. But there you go. Honestly, I had a fantastic time. I thought Cookstown venue itself for the Mid-Ulsters is always a smashing venue and always really popular as well. So loads of great parking around it and very central for folks. So just a smashing day all around. Such a great time. And well done to all of our competitors as well. And all the grades, even our drum majors too, absolutely outstanding. Such a very high standard as well. So... Let's get into the results then, shall we? Starting with our drum majors, looking at the novice grade then, lifting the top spot then was Georgia Turkington from Matt Boyd Memorial. Well done to Georgia. In our juniors then, we, our champion in the day was Mia Buckley from there, yeah, Joseph Ford Memorial. Not bad at all, Mia, well done. On to the juvenile grade then, lifting the top spot was Lewis Anderson. Yeah, from New Roston District. Go on, Lewis. Legend. That's brilliant there. And then into your adult drum majors, we had eight uh, drum majors competing in the heats and we had five in the final. And lifting the top spot there on the day was Lauren Hanna from Loman and Clyde. Go on, the Clyde! Yeah! There you go. So, not a bad day all round. So, well done to everyone there. Alrighty. So that's our drum majors. Now, as I've said, with the bands and everything, we did get a lot of questions to our social media, especially our Facebook, over the course of the weekend, asking about live streaming from the Mid-Ulster Championships. Ourselves and the Rab Show team, we kind of decided not to. We decided to go a different route. Now, what we were doing, where we were, we were experimenting to see if this would work for future competitions especially our minor competitions, and we did think it worked to varying different degrees of success. We filmed every performance in as many grades as we could possibly cover. So we filmed all of grade 4B, but then we had sound issues, and it didn't work. Then we, <laughs> then we filmed grade 3A, grade 2, and grade 1, and we, tr- we uploaded everything onto our YouTube channel. So as soon as we had filmed the video, we had stop on the camera and we hit upload straight away. And uh, yeah, for you folks who are following us there over there on YouTube, you'll have seen every performance that we managed to capture on our cameras as it happened. So it took approximately... Some videos were quicker than others, uh, depending on the connection, I suppose. Some uploaded within 5 or 10 minutes, some uploaded within... Yeah, half an hour, 45 minutes. So there was quite a bit of a delay. However, I would argue that the quality of the recording that we got on our YouTube channel was miles ahead of anything that we ever would have live streamed. So that was the thinking. We wanted to experiment with live uploads rather than live streaming. Does that make sense? 
possibly not, but we do think that the live upload model definitely worked a lot better quality-wise. So we do hope to yeah repeat that for this upcoming weekend at the UK's. That's kind of another news story there. <laughs> so, yeah, we do hope to be live streaming from the UK's this weekend, of course. Yes, because we do know that there's still such a high demand for live stream content. So we will do our best to live stream everything that we can from the UK Championship. So that will be grade one and, of course, your results. Now, that's simply, yeah, because there's only one camera on the ground. And if we could have multiple cameras... With multiple volunteers, then it would be awesome to be having multiple live streams from various different grades. That was the thinking behind Big Rab Show TV, but as you all know, that didn't work out. So, hi. This weekend at the UK's, we do hope to live stream, as I say, grade one and the results. That's the plan. After that, we do hope to upload all of these performances as well to our YouTube channel as well, and possibly higher quality. So, keep an eye on our YouTube channel as well. Definitely... Yeah, don't miss that. So if you aren't subscribed to us on YouTube, then please do go along, have a search for it, The Big Rab Show on YouTube. Give us a wee subscribe so you'll not miss any videos that we do upload in the future. Now, talking about the Mid-Ulster Championship, starting at Grade 4B, looking at the results then, lifting the drumming title was Surla and District. Yeah, it's not bad at all. And they also lifted the top spot in the grade as well. They also, they had a, a two and a one in piping and a second in ensemble, but enough to pull them into the top spot there. So well done to Surla and District. Not bad at all. Looking at grade 4A then, yes, it was Kildog. Kildog actually have been uh, quite a strong performer here in Northern Ireland. So that, yeah, well done to Kildog. And lifted the drumming title there in grade 4A as well. Uh, there's a lot of bands in that grade that really impressed me. I have to give a special mention to Clock Finn, whose piping I thought was outstanding. And yeah, I think the judges thought so too. They gave them a first first in piping. Uh, so yeah, they finished third overall. So there you are. Quite an interesting grade there, and a, quite an interesting breakdown there for Grade 4A. Uh, but well done to Kildog, lifting the top spot and the drumming. Uh, yeah, Mid-Ulster champions, well done. On to Grade 3B then. The winners were the Major Sinkler Memorial. Yeah, go on, the Sinkler. Yes, carrying on their successful ways. Well done to the Major Sinkler. And uh, yeah, quite a strong performance. But a first in ensemble, indeed. Lifting the drumming title were our third place finishers, Kolobaki, who lifted the drumming there. So well done to the mighty Kolobaki. And uh, so yeah, Grade 3B again, quite an interesting grade. Yeah, a lot of very competitive bands in there. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting one to watch as we get into our breakdown and everything for the upcoming UKs. Grade 3B could be, yeah, it's going to be interesting. But uh, no doubt, well, yeah, we will be watching the Major Sinkler with interest, of course, because they do seem to be on a little bit of a roll at the moment. So well done to the Major Sinkler. Yeah. All right. On the Grade 3A then, on the day, with a quite convincing win, I have to say, was Tully Lagan. Go on, the Lagan! Yeah! I have to do that, of course, contractually, because uh, member of the Rab Show team, Andrew Shilladay, of course, is a member of Tully Lagan. So... I'm contract-bound, nothing I can do. All right. <laughs> so lifting uh, with a first first in piping and a first in ensemble, Tully Lagan lifted the Mid-Ulster Championships quite convincingly there. However, they didn't have it all their own way. Lifting the drumming on the day was their fourth-place finisher, Clocker and District. And, uh, yeah, smashing drum corps there at Clocker and, yeah, really played for it too. Uh, so, yeah, if you are interested, you can see videos of uh, Clocker and District Tully Lagan, Pipe Band, and also Kildog as well, marching off the field uh, with their Mid-Ulster titles. That's on our YouTube channel now. 
And uh, actually, I did follow Clocker and District marching off the field a little longer than I did the other bands because, yeah, I just enjoyed their performance as they were marching off. That It just sounded magic. So do yourself a favour. Go and check out those videos. They're a lot of fun. Uh, but, yeah, congratulations to Tully Lag and Pipe and uh, Mid-Ulster Champions. Not bad at all, guys. Alrighty. Moving on to grade two, which, again, I'm going to say it was possibly the most competitive grade, I would argue. Yeah, the top spot went to Ravara. Ravara are our mid-Ulster champions. Well done, folks. And uh, the drumming. This really caused a big upset, and you guys knew I was going to talk about this. Grade two, we had, yeah, Clocker and District were playing up from grade 3A into grade two, and they won the drumming. Oh my god. Yeah, and wow, I think, was this resounding sound whenever they announced the drumming result for Grade 2. Everyone was like, whoa, what? Yeah, Clocker and District from Grade 3A stepped up there into Grade 2 and lifted the drumming. That's not a small thing by any means at all. So, yeah, full congratulations to the folks at Clocker. Uh, Not only did you lift the drumming in your own grade in 3A, but you also stepped into grade 2 and lifted it there as well, beating bands such as Ravara, St Mary's Derry Trasna, and Manor Cunningham. That's not a small feat by any means. So, yeah, absolutely. Well done to Clocker and District, who played an absolute blinder (laughs) the weekend. So well done there, Mid-Ulster Drumming Champions. Uh, But yes, Ravara Pipe Band had two firsts in piping, a first in ensemble, however, a fourth in drumming. So well down the pecking order for the drumming, unfortunately. Uh, But yeah, lifting the top spot in drumming was Clocker, who finished in fourth overall. So not a bad weekend's work for Clocker. Yeah. Then, of course, on grade one, at the Mid-Ulsters, we only had one band in the grade. And... Yeah, they had to come and collect every single trophy. They had to collect the piping trophy, the drumming trophy, the M&D trophy, the first place overall trophy. There was a lot of trophies uh, for Klaus Kelt, so quite a haul. (laughs) So there you go. Well done to Klaus Kelt, who, by the way, played quite a... I really enjoyed their performance. Such great MSR. And uh, yeah, really, really enjoyed it. If you are wanting to go and see it or hear it, you can go along and check out our YouTube channel. That performance from Klaus Kelt is up there now from this weekend at Cookstown. So, all in all, I have to say, quite a successful event, incredibly well ran, everything was bang on time. Uh, The only thing that kind of slipped a little bit was the March Pass, but that's because of a combination of things. I think it's because of the sunshine, and everyone, after they finished playing, went and got an ice cream or a nice cold beer down the street or whatever, and there was a little bit of a delay, I suppose, to get the March Pass underway. But other than that... It was a sunshiny day. It was absolutely awesome. So fantastic stuff. Well done to everyone there. The Mid-Ulster branch there of uh, the RSPBA Northern Ireland. And just a, a, yeah, a cracking competition. I'm looking forward to the next one, actually. Yeah, bring it on. All right. Well, we'll get into that as part of this week's topic of the week then, won't we? But yeah, let's get into the rest of the news and updates then, shall we? So before we get into all the news and updates good and proper for this past week, um, there was a news story that dropped that really left us quite shocked and saddened. And that was an announcement from Field Marshal Montgomery Pipe Band on June 3rd. Yeah, there was an announcement letting us all know of the sad passing of Mrs. Jean Parks. Now, of course, Jean was the mother of Richard, and Gordon and Julie. And uh, yeah, all of the Field Marshal Montgomery Pipe Band were sending out their sincerest sympathies to Richard, Gordon and Julie and the whole family circle. And yeah, ourselves in the Rab Show just want to reflect the same. So yeah, so sincere condolences for your very sad loss. And uh, yeah, she'll be greatly missed by all, indeed. 
Okay, well, on to our first news story, I suppose. Well, I'm sure you folks internationally will be very aware that here in the UK we had a period of time celebrating the Queen's Jubilee. And can I just say the amount of bagpipers and drummers that have been out involved at various different celebrations all across the UK... It will make your head spin. And one such band that really drew attention, I suppose, was on live television, which was Scottish Power Pipe Band. And uh, they played at one of the Beacon Lighting Ceremonies. And can I say, the band just sounded incredible. So well done to Scottish Power. They sounded absolutely amazing. Huge, huge crowds. And uh, yeah, playing with all of those watching eyes, as well as playing live on television across the nation that could not have been easy but the band sounded absolutely smashing so well done everyone there at scottish power pipe band now i know i'm singling them out but i also have to lay mention to pipe major Stuart little obviously who composed the tune that was there for the platinum jubilee uh do ragnar i probably butchered the pronunciation of that uh but yeah congratulations to Stuart, who i'm sure you know felt a sense of pride uh hearing his tune played not only around the uk but around the globe and Stuart led the celebrations uh for the queen's jubilee by performing that tune and it was absolutely yeah, fantastic we've seen all sorts of photographs of Stuart in action performing this tune and uh, yeah just heartwarming it's absolutely fantastic to see so, yeah, there was various different mass band celebrations all across Northern Ireland. Uh, one particular big one happened in Fermanagh, and that was on the television as well. So hello to all you folks who were involved in that. Uh, there was just there was another big Jubilee celebration in Kilkeel. So many celebrations, it's yeah, far too many to mention. But suffice to say, to all of you piper and drummers out there who were helping support and celebrate and do all of that sort of stuff over the course of the Queen's Jubilee celebrations, you all deserve a massive pat on the back because I have yet to see a poor performance. And that's not normally the case. <laughs> but every piper that I've seen performing at beacon lighting ceremonies or at parades or anything like that have just been outstanding. So well done to everyone involved in any Jubilee celebrations over the course of the past weekend here in the UK. Of which there are many. Many, many, many. In fact, I even remember seeing one. Uh, there was a piper from the Cleaner Memorial. I think his name is Sean. Um, and Jade as well I think we're both involved at a beacon lighting uh, ceremony in Donahadi and the piper I think Sean was put up in the top of a lighthouse yeah so that would have been an experience <laughs> yeah there was even some pipers playing on top of massive cranes on top of castles on the ramparts and stuff yeah just a lot of very picturesque locations as well as where you can place a piper uh, so yeah well done to everyone if you were involved in any of the jubilee celebrations at all just fantastic stuff to see so many pipers out there enjoying themselves playing some tunes Alrighty, time to get into the rest of the news and updates then shall we i have to say that as well as competition being happening here in Cookstown for the Mid-Ulsters, there was also a competition at the weekend uh, in sunny Scotland for the Carrick Lowland Games. And the results from which are as follows. Grade 4, March competition, went to the 1st Troon Boys Brigade. Not bad. And uh, Grade 4, MSR, then went to Kilbarcham. There you are, that band name that I'm still not sure if I'm pronouncing it right or wrong. But there you go. Kilbarcham lifted the Grade 4 MSR. 
in Grade 3, it went to the Air Pipe Band Society. In the Open Grade, that also went to the Air Pipe Band Society. So there you are. I don't know much about this competition. I didn't see any videos or performances from it. We have shared out a few clips and stuff on our social media. Uh, but, yeah, to everyone who was involved there at the Carrick Lowland Games, hope you all had the best possible time. I believe it was held in Girvan. Or, I don't maybe I could be completely wrong there. Uh, but, there you are. Hope you all had a good good day and a good time there, for sure. Alrighty. There was another competition, of course, and that was held in Inverleithen. Uh, there was novice bands involved as well, all the way up to Grade 2. Uh, so, novice grade on the day uh, for the competition at Inverleithen went to George Watson's College. On uh, Grade 4B, it went to the City of Edinburgh Schools Pipe Bands. Grade 4A went to Camelon and Districts. Yeah. Grade 3 went to Preston Lodge High School. Grade 2 went to Preston Lodge High School. And, yeah, we even had drum majors on the day as well. So, yeah, lifting their adult drum major title was Graham Wilson. There you are. So sorry for glancing through all of those, but I don't believe that they were huge competitions with not a big entry of bands all across. Uh, But either way, still great to see bands out competing nonetheless in competitions in Scotland as well. So if you were at these events and that and you do have more information on them then of course please do let us know how the event went. We'd love to hear about it. Uh, But yeah, we just didn't have any first-hand reports about it unfortunately. So hey, there you go. I guess we can only cover the news that we know about, I suppose. Alrighty. Okay, well, if you do have such stories, you can email them in, bigrabshow at gmail.com. Now, the Belfast International Tattoo put out a little announcement just this past week there on June 5th uh, to tell us all that it's three months before the tattoo opens the doors. Yeah, just to give you a little bit of a flavour, then they're they're telling you to go and pre-order your tickets and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, just avoid disappointment. Go and grab your tickets for the Belfast Tattoo. They're telling you now, it's only three months to go, it's just around the corner. And the Belfast Tattoo this year is shaping up to be quite an awesome one. Uh, They're announcing their lineup as they get closer to things. And, yeah, you're going to want to go to the Belfast Tattoo. That's all I'm going to say. All right, that's all I'm going to say. Okay, I have to talk about the, yeah, one of the biggest announcements from this past week was from Piping Live, of course, and the 56th Silver Chanter event that's going to be happening. Now, I did mention this on a previous podcast that it was going ahead. Well, we now have the confirmed lineup. Oh my god. Yes, wait till you see this. It's just ridiculous. And this is why I'm really stupidly excited for this. For the 56th Silver Chanter event to be held this year on Wednesday the 3rd of August, the lineup consists of the following six competitors. <clears throat> Are you ready for a hashtag list? Here it comes. Angus McCall, Callum Beaumont, Glenn Brown, Finlay Johnson, Wally McCallum and Jamie Forrester. Oh my god! Now, the reason I'm kind of stupidly excited for this is not only is this an in-person event where you can go buy tickets and watch these guys juke it out, but you can also tune in online. There is details on the Pipe and Live website where you can now get a live stream package, which I think is about 75 quid for the entire week, and you'll get the opportunity to sit and watch the Silver Chanter live. Wow! Can I... Can I just say wow? Because yeah, this competition is yeah, given that sort of a lineup, that's ridiculous. That's gonna be so good. Yeah, I expect the standard of this event to be incredibly high. So that's one event that you will not want to miss. Wednesday, third of August at Pipe and Live, the Silver Chanter event. <sighs> Alright, yeah, I think I've already kinda put it across that I'm a little bit excited about that one. <laughs> 
Just a wee bit. Wee bit. All right. So that's the Silver Chanter going to be happening this year. Looking forward to that. All right. There was a bit of an announcement put out there not too long ago by the Pipe Bands Australia telling everyone that your individual memberships are now up for renewal. Yeah, so they're reminding everyone that bands and individual members who are not affiliated with a band, you need to get your membership renewed. And if you are interested in renewing your membership, then you please need to do it as soon as possible. uh, Because uh, if you're not registered as part of the association, you can't compete at the upcoming nationals in October. Yeah, just drop that in there. So if you are wanting to renew your individual or your band membership, then please contact secretary at pipebandsaustralia.com.au as soon as possible. Alrighty, get all your paperwork in order. And uh, yeah, hopefully it'll all be set for the Nationals in October. Indeed. Alright, I have to give a plug this week to a brand new YouTube channel that has been launched And uh, I'm sure you folks know exactly what I'm going to be talking about already. But yeah, brand new YouTube channels. Uh, You guys know that I love YouTube channels and all that sort of stuff. I follow all of this. So yeah, whenever I seen this announcement, this really did pique my interest. It's a new YouTube channel by the National Piping Centre. Yeah, just type that into your search engine and you'll find it. And this will cover all sorts of stuff, especially for the upcoming Junior Gathering, uh, which is due to happen on July 4th through the 7th and also on July 11th to 13th. For more information, like I said, just type it into your search engine, National Piping Centre, or the National Piping Centre, to give it its full title. And uh, yeah, we've shared the link out to the channel, of course, where you can go and subscribe, so... Yeah, there'll be all sorts of great video content coming from this and all the junior gatherings and everything, but also from all the stuff from Piping Live as well. There's various little adverts and stuff that they've put on there letting you see what the lineup is. And yeah, really quite interesting. So go and check out that YouTube channel. Do consider giving them a subscribe. Yeah, definitely. There's plenty of, plenty of things to check out there, and I'm sure there will be a load in future. Indeed. Alrighty. Now, just yesterday from when I'm recording this, uh, today is the 8th of June, so just yesterday on the 7th, we got an announcement from Inverarian District. Yeah, now, the announcement actually took some people by surprise. We weren't expecting this. Now, we were looking forward to seeing Inverarian District at the Glasgow Royal Concert Hall this year. That's not news. We've already announced that. They're performing the pre-Worlds concert this year, as it's it's affectionately known, and it's entitled A Night in That Land. Now, the announcement that came from Inverarian District said it's only nine weeks to go until the big concert, and they can't wait to get back on stage. Now, the band are very keen to record another live album, but... But, <laughs> due to rising costs, and yeah, it's making it quite financially difficult. So what they're doing is they're reaching out to piping fans and crowdfunding it. So the band took the decision to reach out to pipe band fans out there to help them record this concert. This is an incredible idea, and I am absolutely all behind it. Yeah, we know the cost of recording things can be extortionate. And we know that bands haven't been able to fundraise over the last few years due to the pandemic. So Inverary have held their hands up and said, Hey, look, this is going to cost a fortune and we can't afford it. But we know you guys will want to hear it. So if you really want to hear an album, then help us fund it. So they've launched an Indiegogo.com. And you can go and check it out. A Night in That Land. Now, they have all sorts of various different perks and stuff if you do choose to support them. Now, everything from a tenner all the way up to, I think it's £300 or even even more than that, £1,200 at the very top level. 
which nobody has claimed yet. But uh, yeah, for some of the perks, you can get like a signed bag cover or you can get a signed drum head or a £300 one. You actually get a night in Inverary Town with a tour and everything as well as the album and everything, of course. But yeah, there are some lower tiers as well where you can either have like a drumming lesson or a pipe lesson, of course, with either Stuart or Stephen, as well as a signed copy of the album. And as well, you can also get signed CDs, digital downloads, band t-shirts, stuff. There's loads of things, different perks at different levels where you can go and help support the band. Now, looking at the total, just whenever I'm recording this right now, their goal is 15 grand. Wow, that's a huge goal to reach, but I dare say they will reach it. Uh, But they've currently raised about three and a half grand. So that's not bad. After, yeah, only a few days of being up there, it's well, just one day, I suppose, they've already had 88 donations. So they're doing incredibly well. So, yeah, I guess by way of a shameless plug by dropping this into the news, but please help these guys. <laughs> Us piping fans, we would love to have another album from Inverary. And we know that the Glasgow Royal Concert Hall show every year can put on some blistering performances. And we dare say that our 2019 World Champions will put on one heck of a show. So if you can help Inverarian District fund this upcoming recording, then please do. Go along. We've shared out all the links there, of course, on the Rab Show social media where you can go and donate money. And uh, yeah, take advantage of all those extra wee perks and stuff. I guess, I guess the way I sold it to myself is I was going to buy this album anyway. You know, if it came out, I was, you know, as soon as I had heard that there was going to be an album, I was going to buy it. And I was going to pre-order it as well. And uh, this is just a way of you pre-ordering the album. Uh, so, yeah, go on ahead. Drop them a tenor note and it'll help them for sure. So, yeah, shout out to Inverarian District. If you are wanting more information, of course, on where your money will go, then you can go and check out everything on their Go page and on their social media. Inverarian District Pipe Band. Indeed. Now, before we get into this week's topic of the week and everything, I have to give a mention to Ross Miller Music, yeah, who's been teasing us with various different photographs and stuff online where he's been very heavily involved in rehearsals uh, with his full band. Yeah, he's getting ready to head back out there onto the stage and uh, he's doing a little bit of a mini tour, I suppose. So, um, uh, yeah, like I, I see some well-known faces in there, including, you know, Callum Edwards, Craig Baxter, Rory Matheson. Some good names in there, of course, from the Tradden folk scene. Uh, so, yeah, looking forward to seeing uh, Ross Miller back on stage again uh, in the near future with a bit of luck. Yeah. Alrighty. You guessed it. We're about to get into this week's topic of the week. But before we do, again, I do want to mention that if we have anything on this week's show that we, yeah, maybe we should cover more of or less of or whatever, then please do email us in your thoughts and opinions. BigRabShow at gmail.com. That address again, BigRabShow at gmail.com. Alrighty. Now, I'm going to throw a little bit of a surprise your way. <laughs> yeah, you may have heard me talking about this in the past, about the announcement from Kyle Warren and his brand new album, Relentless. Yeah, I think I might have dropped it in conversation last week. This brand new album called Relentless is going to be released on July 1st. And yeah, thankfully, we took time to chat with Kyle and uh, we get to hear all about the production of this incredibly new incredibly new and incredibly fantastic new album that I am absolutely a fan of. And uh, so, yeah, before we get into the topic, let's get a chat with Kyle Warren. So, let's welcome Kyle to the podcast. So, welcome to the podcast, Kyle Warren. Kyle, how are you, sir? I'm great, thanks, Rob. How are you doing? 
The very best, mate. The very best. Now, the reason we have you on this week's podcast is because we broke the news last week on the show about your upcoming album, Relentless. And uh, the big question on everyone's lips at the minute is, where did this come from? <laughs> How did this all start? Yeah, it's, uh, I kind of say it's been 10 years in the making. And I guess that's because my, my first album was, was 10 years ago. And I guess to, to even do one album, is you feel very fortunate, very lucky to get that chance. And um, But yeah, I guess in the end, you're writing all this music. And I released a book in 2020, Eat, Sleep, Pipe, Repeat. And I guess from that moment, I realized that there could be an album in this book. You know, there's 50 tunes and... I mean, it's a niche within a niche when you release a music book or a piping music book, you know, it's, it's really getting quite quite niche in maybe the market and who's going to buy that or be interested in it. So you're kind of thinking you've got tunes in there that you're proud of, that you like, that you hope other people might like. So if you can get it recorded, there's more chance of people hearing it and maybe picking it up as well. So that's where it kind of started. And then I just kind of, I guess I chanced my arm, to be honest, and I, I had to contact Ian Green for uh, permission to use a Gordon Duncan tune. Um, and I just asked, you know, how's how's the the scene these days, you know? And uh, it's obviously not great, as we probably all know. I mean, like yeah. just music in general, it went from obviously being kind of, you know, hard copies, CDs to downloads to streaming, and and that whole journey's mm-hmm. just really kind of hit everyone pretty hard. Um, you know, it's not what yeah. it used to be, I guess. And then obviously you throw in COVID into the mix as well, and there's That's no live performances where if you're playing, maybe people like it, and then they'll maybe obviously make a purchase on the day. So yeah, probably not the best time to ask somebody if they're if they fancy signing you for an album. But, um, <laughs> um, oh no, Ian came back. He was really really positive about the whole project and the idea, which was really really great in itself as well. So that's where it started, and even that journey's been long. That was probably two years ago when I started kind of calling people, saying, "Hey, like, would you be interested in being a part of this project?" and um, so yeah, long start stop journey is is, is is everything has been for the last few years. But uh, yeah. in, in a lot of ways, that's kind of helped it musically as well. To be honest, you know, there's two tracks that actually wouldn't have been on the album if things had went smoothly. You know. Um, oh really? Oh. Um, so yeah, we we kind of had dates in for like rehearsals and in like recording, and obviously, yeah, as everyone knows, you know, we all get shut down again. Um, so I, I I just keep writing and I always write, you know, a record into my phone, like four hundred and eighty-seven recordings or something at the moment in the wow. phone. There. And, you know, even if ten percent of them are okay, there's there's another bit. So um, yeah. no, they're, they're not all gems, I promise you. But uh, so yeah, like um, in the end, you got to take the positives there and think. Well, actually, I mean, even the title track from the album, Relentless, that 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 was one that came out of nowhere, right at the very end, and it's became like a, a big track on the album. So yeah, you got yeah. to take the positives through it all, and that's that's kind of how it's all came about. That's a fantastic story. And if anything, I have I was going to ask you about green tracks because they're quite famous, you know, in the trad and folk scene as well as the pipe band scene as well. Yeah, huge. Yeah, huge. So um, it's especially- quite a huge deal then, really. Yeah. It's great. I mean, I think obviously over the years that you know when you look at the artists that they've supported and 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 you know that they've given the opportunity, and obviously Gordon Duncan probably being the most famous in our world. You know. Mm. Um, so yeah, to to have that kind of backing and 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 the support there is at any time would have been phenomenal. But I guess as as like you say, as the music industry is changing, 
That's it. Absolutely. Well, I want to talk about the album itself. It's honestly 12 tracks of happiness is how I take it. Whenever I've, I've had a listen to a bit of a preview copy, we've played a couple of tracks of it already on the radio and the reaction to it, Kyle, is just insane. I, say, I dare say we'll be playing a lot more from this album in the future. Um, but I think the reason behind its popularity is because there's quite a list of incredible musicians on here along with you. So how did you get these guys involved? Yeah, um you're you're, to you're totally right. I mean, I think my first album was was similar as well in terms of it's it's, yeah. it's a piping album because it's piping lead, but it's certainly not, you know, obviously it's not very traditional uh, in many ways. It's, mm. it's modern contemporary tunes on the instrument but with all the full backing as well. And I guess a big part of that is to try and again reach beyond the immediate interested listener which might be a piper you know but if you can yes. kind of beyond that then again there's data there's there's maybe more interest in the wider um you can maybe kind of grow your following or whatever so um yeah i was really keen from 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 day one to kind of reach out to um musicians to come on board and, and again because i was fortunate to already have like first album done you, of course you look back in that and you think okay what what can you do better can you show like a musical maturity or a maturity in the sound or the arrangements or, or whatever it could be so you kind of want to go all out a little bit more on the second one because your first one you're just so thankful you've got the chance you know you'll do you'll you'll, you'll that's 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 great in itself but um uh, I love Rura. I absolutely love Rura. Um, so I approached Jack uh, Smedley, who's the fiddle player, and Adam Brown, who's the guitarist. And again, it's kind of like the piping world. I mean, everyone knows everyone, but to be honest, I don't. I don't feel like I was close enough to 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 feel like they were just going to say yes, not a problem. I was mm -hmm. definitely kind of quite nervous phoning them, kind of explaining, <laughs> "Hey, it's Kyle the Piper," and um, but everyone was on board like really quickly, which that was great. That gives you like an instant feeling of like confidence that like yeah oh, they, they, they actually see something in this themselves as well you know so um so the boys from rura were awesome jack um or sorry uh, james Lindsay, the bass player from Braybach, so obviously mm -hmm. kind of folk powerhouse as well so um that was awesome uh, from the first album Craig muirhead's on keys um yeah. and he's a phenomenal keys player and, and that that's a good enough reason alone to you know to get him in but of course like his piping knowledge just like that secondary ear is really invaluable as well um, and of course obviously those other three guys are involved in bands like the Rura Boys and Brayback obviously they've yeah. got pipes in as well so yeah that understanding is is, is probably pretty key or, or it definitely helps you get get the end product I guess maybe quicker or slicker mm. or you know is it, that, that was all that was all great and Scott Mackay on kit um, he's an awesome kit player and it was my first chance to work with Scott so I was really excited about that and then finally Stevie Lawrence produced both albums my, my previous one and this one um, and he's a guitar bazooki player um and uh, his his knowledge of the scene is just incredible like he he came iron horse days um uh, so he's kind of well known for, for for that back in the day and um but he's been on over like 200 albums so his experience is just like, <laughs> you, know, you can't buy that and i literally can't pay from him <laughs> i'm yeah. really 
really, really, uh, it's great that we're friends because <laughs> I couldn't afford <laughs> the amount of three hours he puts to the project. But like, he'll send you ideas from like this, like Norwegian saxophone player with like a male vocal choir to like Ramstein, like this, you know, head. Oh my word! Yeah. <laughs> no, like it, it, honestly, the, the things he sends you on YouTube are mental. But um, there, there, you know, there's, there's method to it, and you hear stuff in it, and you, you somehow you pull things together, and um. So no, yeah, with like them, obviously the album would be very, very different. So um, um, I was delighted they came on board, and and again delighted how it turned out. And it's it's quite a journey from your first draft. You think you've nailed it, and then by the end of it, <laughs> what the album looks like is nothing what your ideas were at the start. You know, you've got to be <laughs> got to be pretty flexible with it as well, I guess, to get the best out of it and and to utilize everyone's ideas as well. You know. That's it. I think for folks who haven't heard it yet and are waiting for it on general release, I think I, I'm very fortunate. I've got this previous copy, so I can just kind of talk about it. But the sound is, I hope the, I hope the sound's the right, but it's bigger. It's like a fuller kind of presentation compared to your previous album. It just seems to be a lot more orchestration and a, a lot bigger sound. Is that kind of yeah. how you approach this? Yeah, there's, there's heaps going on. I mean, that. that... The, the guys you mentioned already is, I guess you could call it the band in inverted commas, you know, and that, mm. that's seven of us when you count myself as well. But then there's there's 13 musicians in total, um, so it's kind of like guest appearances and, and whatnot. And um, there's there's brass that became quite prominent in some of the tracks as well, which yeah, is, is a yeah. kind of texture as well. And um, and then, pardon me, working with Scott Wood as well, that was a really big thing for me going into his studio. And Scott, again, is a phenomenal piper, and he's probably yeah. well-known from Skerrybore. Mm-hmm. Stuff in his own stuff as well at the moment. Um, but uh, he's he's a sound engineer. He's got his own uh, studio, phenomenal, um, you know, equipment and, and studio. It's a uh, so that was really a key for me going in there as well with his piping ear. But that would do him a disservice to just say he's a piper. You know, his, his whole knowledge of, of of everything is incredible. But um, you know, so even he was adding stuff. You know, and sound design is the the official term. I think you know was basically yeah. any any anything he can press on his computer to do things becomes potentially, I guess, sound design. I'm probably I'm really uh, thinking it down a little bit, but that's my lack of knowledge <laughs> on what he, what buttons he was pressing. But yeah, certain things that you probably can't get your own instrument. Or whatever. Um, so I just made it huge, and and I, I wanted it to be that. I guess you know was. Sure, one chance to go for it when you've got these guys on board, and I appreciate yeah. like I won't be able to take that on stage all the time, you know. Like, I mean, if it definitely wouldn't be thirteen, but if you really went all out, you'd be looking at nine people on stage, which would be awesome, and that 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 would be the dream. But logistically, right away, that becomes difficult, you know. Yeah. If it's travel, if it's a festival, I've got the cost involved and stuff. So, obviously, like, yeah, be, be flexible and go out as a trio, go out as a four or a five, and it's all very doable. Um, but, uh, you know, your album's your one time to just go big <laughs> if you That's can. It. You know? Just go for it, Kyle. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So for folks listening again, I want to remind you, the album's out on July 1st. So you haven't that long to wait, actually. So, But it is available for pre-order right now. Not right through your website? Correct. Yes, my website is kylewarrenbypipes.com. Um, so the pre-order, uh, you can do that just now. Uh, and that'll, that'll get to you as, as, as quick as any other way. Um, and uh, 1st of July, it gets released. And... Yeah, it's kind of funny because it's been such a long process, and and it's uh, parts of it have been ready, for, you know, before other parts. So, in in some ways, obviously, I've been listening to it heaps as well to the point where I forget that it's new. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, like, uh, um, yeah, it's nice when you you get to talk to someone and 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 it's new for them, and then you realise, okay, yeah, it's it's very new, and and yeah, excited to get it out, and and guess is to see where it goes. It'd be it'd be great if it. Hopefully, it, I say it the same with composing, and I guess because it's 
it is actually pretty much all my own tunes as well. So there's there's a double whammy there. It's your own tunes, so it can make you nervous. Like, how are people going to find your tunes? But then it's obviously your own arrangement, your own sound as well, which would be yeah. make anyone equally nervous. Like, you know, this is my own thing as well. So there's there's two reasons to be nervous about it, I guess, in terms of how it's um, take taken and, and if people like it. And you've always got to be music subjective. You've got to just throw it out there. And as long as you're happy, that's a start. But, um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. Hope, hope, hopefully it goes down well. Hopefully it gets a bit of interest. Um, and and see where it goes. I guess I don't I don't know where it's going to go. Um, but that's partly that's part of the excitement. I guess. Oh, uh, Kyle, I have to say, man, going by the reaction we've got to the couple of tracks that we managed to play on the radio, this will go down a storm. Piping fans really seem to love it, and we're going to close this week's interview with a you know a very short clip of it, uh, to let folks a bit of an idea of what it sounds like. Um, but yeah, I I'm dead excited for the release. This is going to be quite an incredible album that you folks should definitely pick up. Um, so will we be seeing you uh, piping live this year? Will you be doing any performances or anything? Yeah, so I'm on on the Monday. Um, it's the 8th of August uh, at 6 mm. o'clock in the Street Cafe. Um, so looking forward to that. That'll be most likely yeah, the first time that I, I get the chance to, to play the music live, you know, so so that'll be cool. Um, that'll nice. be great. I mean, it's, yeah. uh, it's a nice time of the the festival before it obviously gets a bit competitively serious and you um yeah. as well you know so i can yeah one, one day be a good time to kick off the week um and it's been although i got back most years when i was abroad i haven't actually technically played under my own kind of name there since 2014 so so yeah. that's uh, quite nice as well just to kind of get back into it um you know much like everything else you now being back in scotland it's uh, it's nice to yeah kind of live live the piping life again over here that's it and get back at it again and i know that you've been competing this last while with the mighty field marshal how have things been back in the ranks again yeah yeah it's phenomenal it's a uh, i mean first time round i played in the band for four years 2011 to 14 and it was a, an incredible time to be in the band and mm. I, I guess when we emigrated to australia in many ways you thought well that's never going to happen again you know that um and uh, so yeah, to come back to Scotland and and to, to get that chance to to get back into the circle is is great. And and again, is there's a bit of that kind of I guess you're just trying to prove to yourself that you you can still do it, you know. And it does get yeah. harder, like you know, I'm okay, I'm in my mid thirties. I don't know if that counts as old quite yet, but maybe it feels like it. Um, but we've got a family <laughs> there as well, so just like. You know, yeah. when, it, when you're young and you're in uni, it's just the pipe band's life and it's all that matters. Literally nothing else matters. You know, you can That's drop it. anything. And now when you've got three kids. <laughs> kind of different. And, yeah, yeah. Look, you can't quite <laughs> drop everything as quick, you know, um, to fix your pipes when they're not going. So, um, <laughs> so but it's great. I mean, it's uh, yeah, the British Championships there. Um, so that was my first. I actually got COVID a couple of weeks before. So oh, I missed no. the anger. So, you know, it'd be nice <laughs> to get out for a wee run before the big one. But um. I actually had a great. I just really enjoyed the day. Um, I guess missing it for so long. It was um, and I was really quite felt quite nice in the circle, quite comfortable. I thought I'd be um, you know, a bag of nerves, but uh, no, it's great, great to be back. Absolutely great. And ah, oh, great. You know, never took it for granted the first time, and and certainly the older you get, the the you really take it in as well. You know, it's uh, so it's good. Yeah, good fun. That's it. Well, it's fantastic to see you back on the grass again, for one. But for number two, this album, Relentless, seriously, is ridiculously good. Uh, so thank you, Kyle, for such an incredible release. Um, I'm only saying this because I've heard it. but <laughs> I know folks listening to the pod haven't heard it yet. Uh, but seriously, folks, you need to go out and pre-order this album now and get it on the day of release. It's seriously ridiculous. So, Kyle, can you give us a track then for us to close on? Well, which one would you recommend that we close out on? Yeah, um, I think I'll I'll go for the title track, Relentless. Um, yes, and, absolutely. And again, like I- 
<laughs> like I said at the start, it's um well this wasn't even on, you know, my first twelve tracks, you know, draft one. Um this this tune didn't right. exist, you know, and then yeah. yeah, everyone can got postponed a wee bit further and then I can and it's a polka and I've never never really written a polka before. <laughs> and uh yeah, just kinda I guess sometimes if something comes quick you know, and easily then you're thinking there's maybe something in that, you know, so, and then, mm. again, when you get in the studio, it's or the rehearsal studio and you start playing it through and over and over and things are happening and it starts to kind of form a, yeah, it becomes a track, you know, because it's only two two parts of a tune, maybe, maybe three parts, you know, mm. so you know, that's not a long tune to, to make three or four minutes out of it, but uh, yeah, when you start hearing what everyone else can add to it and the textures and then you can obviously drop the pipes in and out and other things can happen and it becomes... Yeah, it very quickly became like a strong track, um, and in the end, uh, yeah, the title track. So it's uh, yeah, fun, fun to play, and uh, and uh, yeah, one that came out of nowhere, really. Indeed. Well, thank you, Kyle, for taking time to chat with us here on the podcast. And uh, so here's a wee clip of Relentless. Go and pre-order it now. Thanks, Kyle. <laughs> thank you. Uh, cheers. That was just a tease, wasn't it? That was that was that wasn't right. That was just a tease. So that was relentless. That's the title track there from Kyle Warren's upcoming album, which you can go and pre-order now. And seriously, I I don't often give that big rab show seal of approval, but this definitely earns it. So please do go along, KyleWarrenBagpipes.com, pre-order this bad boy, and you will not regret it. All right, this is seriously a good album, and. Uh, yeah, it's been in my car stereo now for, since I've got it, but what's that, about a week or so now? About a week and a bit I've had it. Yeah, it's been absolutely brilliant. So, yeah, shout out to Kyle Warren. He should be rightly proud of this. Such an incredible album, and you folks out there should pre-order this. It's, yeah, it's a smashing album. Well done to Kyle. It's amazing. Alrighty. So, hope you enjoyed that. We managed to sneak that in there just at the end of the news. Uh, so, yeah, you guessed it. At this point, it's time for me to go and get myself a big cup of tea. Yeah, it's time for the topic of the week. McLennan Bagpipes by North Carolina artisan bagpipe maker Roddy McLennan from Euston, Scotland. They don't strive to be the biggest, fastest or the cheapest. They do, however, meticulously craft a small number of warm and stable sounding instruments of heirloom quality. Roddy has followed this philosophy for over 30 years and continues to evolve with innovations like the Elevation Chanter. Designed with North American bands in mind, providing a lower pitch, rich harmonics and strong, clear projection, Elevation Chanters provide a stable platform for a thick band sound. Check out BespokeBagpipes.com for more information. McLaren Bagpipes, born in Scotland, made in the USA. The British Drum Company is driven by their passion to create the finest marching drums for those who recognise and value the highest of standards. The Axial Series is the British Drum Company's flagship pipe band range. Axial's distinctive aesthetic owes much to its X-frame cage system. 
This futuristic hardware is designed to complement all of the amazing shell finishes on offer, such as the Phantom, Smoked Walnuts, and the very popular Merlin finishes, of which there are three new additions for 2022, Platinum, Violet, and Emerald. The Basin Tenors now come with Georgian Oak Hoops, which feature their head stress management system and wide mass claws for all-round better tension across the heads. The British Drum Company's Axial Series is innovation-defined, designed and engineered for you to look amazing, sound amazing and feel amazing. Wallace Bagpipes. Quality, pride and passion. Made in Scotland. Proud bagpipe supplier to the Red Hot Chili Pipers. Visit wallacebagpipes.com for more information or contact your nearest dealer. Ah yes, time for Topic of the Week, and you've guessed it, the title of this week's episode, we're talking about the UK's. The UK Chubby Chips are this weekend, and I couldn't be more excited. (laughs) It's hard to believe we're already into the second major of the season. Like, seriously. I don't know, but it seems to be for the longest time we've been talking about, oh, we're hoping events are going to happen again, we're hoping they're going to happen again, and then suddenly, bang! You're you're almost two majors into the season already. So, yes, this weekend we're heading to Lurgan Park for the UKs. And, uh, yeah, we'll get through every grade and my own thoughts and feelings behind it. But first of all, let's talk about the venue, shall we? Yeah, Lurgan Park. The first time we headed to Lurgan Park was all the way back in 2019. And I'm sure you folks remember vividly what it was like at the UKs in 2019. Um... At Lurgan Park, it was absolutely grim. Uh, <laughs> I think I've never seen weather like it at a competition in my life. And I have been involved in the piping scene for a long time, let's say. And uh, that's the first time I've ever seen conditions like that. Uh, I think one event that did come close was maybe Stone Mountain in the same year. Uh, but yeah, it was absolutely awful conditions in 2019. Uh, But still quite a detailed and quite hard-fought competition back then. Uh, So listening back to the podcast, actually, back from the On The Ground report, yeah, it was quite an interesting day. And conditions definitely did play a part. Uh, So, yeah, I think going by the weather reports, I think we have a bit of a mixed bag. I think it is give to be dry, at least. I'm not sure if it's going to be warm by any means, but at least if it's dry... That's something. And that's one thing I want to kind of put out there now to anyone listening and thinking that the venue is horrible. I don't think the venue is horrible. I think it was just the conditions on the day made it horrible. Uh, because of the topography of the land, if you will, it kind of is like a big soup bowl. And if it fills up with water, that's all you're going to get is a big bowl full of water and you'll have to slosh about in it all day. So I am hoping that we're not going to be mud up to the knees. I am hoping that it's going to be quite dry and quite a pleasant occasion uh, for the UKs. Um, Yes, and also here in the UK, 
uh, for the UK Championships, I should say, is that you need to get tickets for this. And spectators aplenty are just expecting to turn up on the day and pay at the gate. Uh, but I would recommend that you get your tickets ahead of time. So if you are listening to the pod right now and you're thinking of going to the UKs this weekend, then please do check out the website and everything. Purchase your tickets ahead of time and avoid disappointment. The last thing we want is people going to the gates for the UKs and getting turned away. So please do secure that booking. And yeah, we'll see you on the grass then this weekend. Right, let's get into the makeup of the competition itself. Now, whenever we compare this to the first major in the season, the British Championships, we're definitely seeing a little bit of an upturn in numbers. But in some grades, we're also seeing a bit of a downturn as well. Now, this is a direct result, I suppose, of the competition being here in Northern Ireland rather than being in Scotland. And we're seeing quite a number of Scottish bands aren't making the journey across the Irish Sea to compete for the UK's. And that could be for any amount of different reasons. It could be, well, let's face it, the coffers could be empty. You know, bands haven't had opportunity to fundraise over this last while. And travel is expensive whenever you're considering that. So... Yeah, we're not just talking about these bands being not prepared to compete at a competition because we do know that they are prepared now. Uh, But yeah, cost and all of that could definitely be a consideration here for these bands. But let's get into it, shall we? Let's look at all of our grades and who we're expecting to see. Starting with our drum majors, of course, we have all of the various different gradings and stuff of drum majors. But the one I want to kind of get into, first of all, is the adult drum majors. We have... I think it's three heats in total here. So, yeah, quite a decent turnout of drum majors here. Three heats with four drum majors in each, so not a bad turnout for drum majors. So if you are a fan of drum majoring, then you're in for quite a treat this weekend. And there's one thing I've been following the drum major results over this last number of weeks, even locally here for our domestic competitions in Northern Ireland, and it's been a bit of a mixed bag. There's been nobody really dominating the drum majoring scene just yet. It's been... Every week's been a different winner, and yeah, I'll be interested to see who picks up the title there for the UK's uh, the drum majoring. Uh, not just the adults as well, but I have to say for all levels. But uh, yeah, the drum majoring results this season have been quite interesting, you know. And obviously conditions do play a part of that as well, uh, because I don't think conditions at the British and Greenock were pretty favourable for drum majors. It was very windy. Uh, so, yeah, good luck to all of our drum majors competing this upcoming weekend for the UKs. I do wish you well, and I will be watching the competition uh, with great interest, indeed. Now... Looking at our Novice Juvenile B, uh, it's quite a small grade. We do have four bands in there. We have Down Academy, which is a brand new pipe band here in Northern Ireland. And this is their first time duking it out at a major. So we have Down Academy. We have Dollar Academy as well. St. Columbus School. And we also have Preston Lodge High School. That's a Novice Juvenile B. In Novice Juvenile A... That's an even smaller grid. We have three bands in there. Three bands from Scotland making the journey. We have West Lothian Schools, George Watson's and Dollar Academy. There you are. So, yeah, the novice grades, not a huge turnout has to be said. But then again, we don't really have many bands in the novice grades here in Northern Ireland. Uh, Just, well, one of them really, I suppose, for Down Academy. There you are. So that's going to be quite an interesting competition there for sure. Let's get into grade 4B. Now... (sighs) Yeah, this was one that I was expecting to be quite a large grade for a major championship. Grade 4B normally is. It normally is one of the biggest on the day. Nine. Nine bands in Grade 4B. And I guess... Hmm. 
as I said at the beginning of this week's topic of the week, this is when, you know, travel and the expense of all of it seems to have kicked in. With only nine bands in here, there's very few bands from Scotland travelling across that Irish Sea to get here to Northern Ireland to duke it out for the UKs. So, in the grade, we have Tully Lagan. Yes, of course, they're development bands. Awesome stuff. We have McDonald's Academy. Yeah, which is part of the... Yeah, that's a great system there. That's a, yeah, so that's another band. We have Irvine Memorial. We have Kilbarchin as well. So Kilbarchin are making the trip over. And they actually picked up the British Championships as well. Yeah, and they lifted the drumming title in grade 4B there at the British too. So... Could be odds-on favourites for the UK. It's definitely a band to watch, for sure. We also have Brady Ulster Scots. We have Fraserburgh, RBL, making the journey. And we have Surla and District and Hollymount. Yeah. Now, I do know uh, from watching them here domestically that both Breedy, Ulster Scots and Surla Pipe Band are both really competitive in that grade. And I think this is the first time, I think, uh, that Kilbarchin has a, a chance to, you know, juke it out with these guys. So it's going to be interesting to see where the results fall out there, I suppose. Uh, but looking at the results for Kil- uh, Kilbarchin Pipe Band, when they lifted the British Championship, or the UK's uh, British Championship, I'm getting all confused now. When they lifted the British Championships, they had a second in piping, first in piping, and first in drumming, first in ensemble, so... Pretty much had it all their own way, I suppose, there in 4B. Uh, so, yeah, very strong performance in Greenock. And, yeah, looking forward to watching them now in Lurgan Park for the UKs. Uh, it'll be an interesting one there, for sure. Yeah, not the biggest grade, but uh, an interesting competition all the same, for sure. Moving on to grade 4A. Again, I was expecting a bigger grade than this. And, Yeah, unfortunately I'm disappointed again, but only 10 in the grade. And again, I have to say, it's due to not many bands from Scotland travelling over to compete in grade 4A. Again, like I said, this could well be due to the funds available and all of that with travel, etc. So, yeah, in the grade we have in grade 4A, we have Camlon and District, William Kerr Memorial, Clock Finn, Kinross and District, MacDonald Memorial... Oddingston, Strathclyde, we have Kildogue, Lower Clyde Pipes and Drums, Vesper Crimson Arrow, and Ballybowley Pipe Band, and that makes up your grade. Now, yeah, I guess the band that we're going to be watching here is our British champions, which are Lower Clyde Pipes and Drums, and yeah, again, they had all their own way at the British uh, at the start of the season with ones right across the board. Uh, they lifted the drumming title as well, and first an ensemble, two first some piping. Yeah, quite a convincing win. So, looking forward to seeing Lower Clyde's juking it out here in 4A. And again, bringing in a bit of a local Northern Irish flavour, I have to give a mention to Kildogue Pipe Band, who's been really quite really quite strong in the grade, if I'm honest. Yeah, grade 4A, uh, Kildogue have been playing really fantastic music. Along with Clock Finn as well, they really impressed me there in Cookstown competition at the Mid-Ulsters. Very enjoyable performance from them. And also, uh, shout out to Bally Bully Pipe Bands. Yeah, quite worth a watch. Best Brick Crimson Arrow. Yep, there's quite a number of bands in here, actually. Yeah, that could be worth a shout. The reason I'm mentioning Bally Bully is because they hit the top five at the British. And uh, I heard them recently. And yeah, they're, they're, they're quite good. Not bad. Yeah. However, there are some glaring omissions. I was looking forward to seeing the Vale of Athol pipe band in 4A, but unfortunately don't appear to be entered. Uh, so, yeah, that's one omission that I yeah, kind of regret. Uh, but, yeah, other bands such as Kintyre Schools and that Kinrossan district, 
are, they're in there, Kinross and District, actually, there you go. But uh, yeah, it's, there's a number of bands in there from Scotland specifically that I was really looking forward to seeing uh, but are not making the journey. But that doesn't say that Grade 4A is not going to be an interesting competition because, uh, yeah, Lower Clyde's Pipes and Drums are going to be in there. It's going to be, yeah, very competitive, as we've just seen at the British. But also, yeah, when you mark that up against the likes of Kildog that has been very strong here in Northern Ireland, so... That's going to be an interesting competition for sure. So good luck to everyone there in 4A. That's not going to be an easy day in Lurgan <laughs> for sure. All right, moving on. And yes, I have to mention in the juvenile grade itself, we have three bands uh, who are making the journey. We have Dollar Academy, Preston Lodge and George Watson's juvenile band. So they're all going to be in there for the juvenile grade, for those of you wondering. All right, moving on to grade 3B. That, yeah, this should have been, again, another huge grade for another major championship. As we've seen it for the British championships, actually, there was 13 bands in the grade for the British. But as we're seeing here for the UKs, there is seven. Ouch. Yeah, so quite a number of bands from Scotland choosing not to make the journey for this in grade 3B. So... Yeah, it doesn't bode well. But uh, let's look at the grid. We have the Air Pipe Band Society. We have Kulabaki. We have the Cleland Memorial. Go on, the Cleland. We have the Major Sinclair Memorial. Yes, our British champions, of course, in there. Uh, we have uh, Glenrothesan District, Acheran, and the Royal Scott Dragoon Guards Pipes and Drums. Fantastic stuff. Now, yeah, I think one. Yeah, the band in here that I'm really keen to see is Glenrothesan District. They finished third at the British at uh, the last major, but they had two seconds in piping, and so I'm really interested to hear uh, Glenrothesan District. However, as I mentioned on the previous podcast, as we were wrapping up everything from the British, the two seconds in piping, but a twelfth in ensemble. So again, that that result still does stand out to me. So but anyway. Looking forward to hearing them this weekend. Now, of course, I will be listening with keen interest to the Major Sinclair uh, Memorial because, yes, again, not only did they lift the British, but they've been quite dominant here in Northern Ireland as well. Major Sinclair have been sounding absolutely fantastic in Grade 3B. So, wishing you all the very best of luck there, folks. Uh, yeah, I dare say it'll be quite an interesting competition, for sure. So, yeah, quite a lot of bands in there that I am interested in hearing. Uh, I haven't really listened to the Airpipe Band Society just yet. So, yeah, love to catch up with them. And also, I have to say the Royal Scott Dragoon Guards, Pipes and Drums. Yeah, who finished in 10th overall at the British Championships. Uh, but still interested to hear how they'll shape up here at the UKs. Yeah, it's good to see them out in the grass for sure. So, quite a small grade in Grade 3B, unfortunately. But, yeah... Quite a competitive one, I think you'll agree. And it's going to be very, very interesting to see how it all shakes down. Now, I have to say, for Grade 3A, things improve. And they improve dramatically. Yeah, we have 14 bands in Grade 3A for the UKs. And this is such positive news. And, yeah, it's actually an increase in the bands that were there for the, the British. So, this is very promising. Now... I have to say, this is possibly because of the number of Northern Ireland bands that weren't available for the British, but are now available and ready. And there's quite a number of Scottish bands in here too. So, let's look through the grade. Uh, We have Clocker and District, who have been really outstanding here in Northern Ireland. They have been really strong, actually, (laughs) both from a piping and drumming perspective. So one band I'll certainly be watching. Uh, Shout out to the Matt Boyd Memorial, who'll be next. Yep, go on, the Matt Boyd. You. 
Hey, oh, I have to do that. Yep, and we have Denny and Dunny Pace as well who are making the trip. Ah, there you go. And we'll have Drumlock as well. Uh, I think we, the first time we've seen Drumlock was in Cookstown this past weekend. And they, yeah, had a, quite a good run. Also, shout out to Tolly Lagan who'll be there. Go on, the Lagan! We actually managed to lift the Mid-Ulster title there in Grade 3A, uh, quite convincingly as well. So had a great run there in Cookstown. So well done, Tully Lagan. Then followed that, they've had Brushian and District, who are a wee bit of a revitalised band now, I suppose, with a bit of a swelling in the ranks of Brushian and playing some quite challenging music then there in Grade 3A uh, whenever I heard them in Cookstown. So, yeah, interesting. But, um, yeah, I'll be watching Brushian and District. A possible dark horse there. Uh, and then after them we have Battle Hill, always a cracking band with a great sound, so looking forward to seeing Battle Hill. Then we have D-Side Caledonia, who are making the trip, followed by Johnstone, awesome stuff. Then we have Kilmarnock and McNeilstown, Column Kill and the Highlanders for Scots and Colburn IOR. Now, now I know that you folks at home who love a good list, you're going to know that there's one Again, glaring omission from Grade 3A. 14 bands in total, but one of them's missing. Our British champion. Yeah, the Vale of Athol are not making the journey for the UKs. And it's so disappointing. But I guess, again, it's down to that, you know, expense factor and all of that. I'm only guessing. You know, I have no idea if that was the reason there was no entry from the Vale. But, yeah, very disappointing from a Pipe and Fans perspective. Was very much looking forward to seeing the Vale after their quite convincing win at the British. Uh, so, yeah, disappointing, but, hey, there we go. I no doubt we will live to fight another day and we'll see the Vale of Athol back on the grass again at a future major championship. Yeah. But uh, I have to give mention then to Johnstone, who are making the trip over to Northern Ireland, and they finished up second in the British. So, uh, looking forward to them. And also, shout out to... Uh, let me see, Colburn IOR, who are also making the trip over. The last band playing in the grid, and they were the British drumming champions. So looking forward to seeing their drum corps in action. Yeah, and uh, yeah, overall, I think Grade 3A, as much as it's great and it's a promising sign to see numbers on the rise in the grade, it is also still disappointing that we are seeing some glaring omissions of some big bands in there uh, that we would love to see Juka out for a title. So, yeah. Hey, we'll move on. That's one of those things. I guess this is one of the hangovers of the pandemic, I guess. Uh, there we go. Moving on. As I promised, on to Grade 2. Now, Grade 2, again, uh, yeah, we're seeing quite a number of bands here. Uh, yeah, looking at the British, we had 14 bands in total, and this isn't too far away. We have 12 bands in here for Grade 2. We have the Royal Borough of Stirling. We have St Mary's Derry Trasna, St Joseph's as well. We also have Uddingston, Port Leithenden District, the Royal Borough of Annan, the City of Edinburgh, Ravara, Mackenzie Caledonia, the Maccals, uh, Kilchaman Distillery, Isle of Isle. They also have Buckingham Peterson and Manor Cunningham. So it's great to see there's quite a mix of bands in here, both from Northern Ireland, the Republic of Ireland, and from Scotland as well. Yeah. Now, of course, you guys know I'm going to say the band that I'm going to be watching is Buckingham Peterson because they lifted the British. That's kind of obvious. But another band that I'm really interested in watching is the Royal Borough of Annan because, yes, they won the drumming title at the British. But I think that this is... Hmm, this will be quite an interesting competition because here locally in Northern Ireland, we've had an opportunity now to listen to both Manor Cunningham and Rivara 
and St Mary's Dairy Trials. Now, all duke it out at a couple of competitions now, both at Cookstown and at Bangor. And both competitions, all these bands were just constantly making improvements. As we were listening to them outside the circle as well as inside, you could tell that the wheels were turning. You know, like especially with the Rivara Pipe Band, you could tell that there's tweaks going on behind the scenes. Not only with their sound and their approach to the music, but uh, even down to tune selection and how they approach it. You know, I noticed that there was a bit of a change in phrasing and stuff, listening to some of them practicing outside. So, quite interesting. There's a lot of work going on at the, our Grade 2 bands here, both locally at Northern Ireland and with the Republic of Ireland bands as well. So, yeah, there's a lot of work going on at Grade 2. And, yeah, even for the Scottish bands as well, I'm sure they didn't rest on their laurels. Very much looking forward to seeing bands such as Uddingston, who played a great performance, by the way, if you haven't listened to that. Yeah, they finished third in ensemble preference. Uh, not, they finished third in ensemble, as you'd say. They finished fourth in ensemble preference overall at the British. So, definitely a strong band, never to be outcounted, I suppose. Yeah. Definitely worth a listen to. And also, just because I haven't seen them in a while, is uh, the Isle of Islay pipe band. You know, the Kilchaman Distillery band. I've got quite a number of mates who play for that band, so I have to give them a shout. So go on, the Isle of Islay. You. Class. Now, there are some bands, however, that um, I'm going to miss. And, uh, yeah, (laughs) it's the City of Discovery pipe band. It's one of the bands I was really looking forward to seeing, but unfortunately not entered. Another band that I'm really interested in hearing, but again aren't entered, are Wallace and District. Yeah, so disappointing, again, that these bands can't make the journey, but yeah, there you go again. That's old catchphrase. It's a hangover of the pandemic, I guess. But there we go. That's your grade two. Now, am I going to give you a prediction of who I think will win grade two? Absolutely not. No, if anything, I would argue that Grade 2 is possibly one of the most competitive grades on the day. Yeah, so good luck to your judges. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. But yeah, I'll be watching Bucking Peterson, Rivara, Manor, St. Mary's, St. Joseph's, Uddingston. There's a load of bands in there that I would love to listen to. And uh, yeah, it's going to be very competitive. Very competitive. All right. Let's get on to grade one then. Yeah, the big grade on the day, of course. The one that everyone will probably be watching. Uh, Yeah, we have 10. We have the usual 10 in there. And uh, yeah, that hasn't really changed. It's the same 10 that we had at the British. Uh, So we have Shots and Dykehead opening the day. We have Field Marshal following. Then Johnstone. Then Inverarian District. And then St. Lawrence Atul. We then have Police Scotland and Federation. And I'm still getting used to that name, by the way. Um, to me, they're still Glasgow Polis, or even, I'm still getting used to calling them Glasgow Polis. To me, they're Strathclyde. <laughs> but hey, I'll get used to it. I'll get used to it. Police Scotland and Federation. There you are. We then also have a Police Scotland Fife. I'm looking forward to seeing the guys at Fife. Uh, we also have uh, People's Ford, Boghall and Bathgate, and Kloss Kelt and Scottish Power finish out the grade for the day. Now, can I just say that people have been asking me a lot about my opinion on Inverary's performance at the British. Now, I don't know why people are mad keen to hear about my opinions on Inverary's performance. I I didn't talk about it on the wrap-up podcast, but I guess I kind of danced around it and I didn't tell you what I thought about it. I'll be brutally honest, I didn't get it on the first listen. <laughs> and that's what judges need to do. Judges hear a performance first time round and they have to get it. They have to understand it, the musical journey that it's on. 
And for me, it took a couple of listens through until I understood it. You know, there was a couple of times where I did get kind of lost. Yeah, I don't know whether it was a reprieve or whether it was like a... I don't know, like a, there was a break somewhere where I just seemed to get myself a bit lost. And But anyway, that's, by the by, Inverarian Pipe Band, Inverarian District Pipe Band, absolutely smashing performance. Don't get me wrong. But it did take me a little bit to understand it. Does that make any sense? Probably not. I'm going to get myself some really bad criticism for this. Uh, but yeah, the Inverarian District performance at the British Championships lifted them the top spot along with the drumming they finished first in ensemble first in drumming but with two seconds in piping and uh field marshal montgomery went in there with two firsts in piping clearly lifted the piping uh but again their drumming was down in fifth and ensemble was in third earning them a second spot do i think that'll be a repeat this weekend at the uk's i don't know it's gonna be a difficult one to figure out Looking at what Inverarian and District are doing musically is incredibly interesting. They're definitely pushing the envelope here with what they performed at the British. Whenever you listen to other bands within the grade are also taking some relatively musical risks. I have to say that, yeah. I don't think there was any performance at the British that you could say was by the book. You know what I mean? Sticking to the old tried and true method. A lot of great performances in here. Even Klaus Kelp Pipe Band themselves were taking some musical risks themselves with their interpretations of the music. And that's fantastic. You know, and so, yeah, grade one is where it's at whenever it comes to kind of pushing the medium, I suppose. You know, whenever you're in the lower grades, you're wanting to play with control and together and present a good musical performance and all the rest, and then climb through the ranks. Once you reach that top spot, you've already proven that you can play in unison without mistakes and errors and things like that, and blow great tone and everything. This is when we start to push the envelope with the actual musicality of piping and drumming, and that's why grade one is interesting. And looking at what Inverarian District did at the British, it shows that bands are certainly pushing the envelope. Not only Inverary, but bands such as St. Lawrence Atul had a great performance as well. And Fife Polis as well. Yeah, I thought they sounded magical. And let's not forget, Shots and Dykehead as well had a real smashing good performance. However, finished over in fifth. So, yeah, it's going to be quite a difficult competitive grade. And one of which I'll certainly be watching with interest. Because... Let's not forget Scottish Power Pipe Band finished 7th overall at the British Championships, but they finished 2nd in drumming. So their drumming is certainly worth its salt. And uh, yeah, you never know. They could get themselves pulled right up into that top spot come the UK's this weekend. You never know. So I guess whenever I'm going to be talking about any possible predictions for Grade 1 this weekend, I have to stress that it's pretty much nigh on impossible that's <laughs> whenever you are going on the results of the british championships the week or a couple of weeks three or four weeks before can you gauge it absolutely not i don't think you can at all so yes of course there'll be the usual big guns that everyone will be watching of course they're british champions in Verarian district everyone will be watching them with interest as well of course as our local big guns here in northern ireland the field marshal field marshal montgomery of course always blowing that big tone and yeah they're affectionately known as the machine. Uh, so, yeah, we dare say they'll have a great performance. But that's not to discount all the other eight bands in the grade. 
they, on their day, could honestly nip in that top spot and become UK champion. And that's what makes this grade so interesting. So, yeah, as much as I'm saying grade 2 is possibly one of the most competitive, I would argue that is the case, because there's quite a number of bands in there who are playing flawlessly without mistakes and errors and such, you know, but they're also pushing that musical envelope, like I said, the likes of Manor Cunningham, Rivara, St Mary's, you know, they're doing very interesting things musically. And yeah, I'll be interested to see what they bring to the circle this weekend. And also, that's happening in grade one as well. Yeah, I think, you know, painting by numbers in piping and drumming doesn't really happen anymore. Bands are now all pushing that musical envelope. You know, we're starting to see, you know, fancy three-part harmonies in some places. Some bands are introducing P-Brick into it. They're also introducing all sorts of things from the trad and folk scene as well, which would never have seen the light of day in a pipe band. We're seeing waltzes, polkas. We're seeing special reprieves and, you know, breaks that have just done, like, five different time signatures. It's very, very creative stuff. So, yeah... The old thing where you finish with a, you know, a slow air strispay and the finishing reel and that you done. No. <laughs> yeah, those days are long gone, I feel. So, yeah, watching the Grade 1 competition this weekend at the UK is again. Seeing the band's approach to the music and how they look at it will be very, very interesting. And I hope you guys can join us <laughs> on the Big Rab Show this weekend. Yes, will we be doing an episode of Rab Show TV I don't think so, but I do hope to that yeah present to you guys some live streamed coverage from the UKs itself. So if you are around the globe and you can't get to the UKs, then rest assured, ourselves and the Big Rab Show team will do what we can to have you covered. We will be bringing you as much online live stream footage as possible. So yes, of course, we hope to be live from Grade One. And, of course, the all-important results. So be sure to be following us on our Facebook page and our Twitter, all that sort of stuff. And, that yeah, we'll do our best to keep you across all of the action from the UK's this upcoming weekend. Now, as I say, yeah, we're not getting into the realm of predictions just yet. But we will be doing our World's Prediction Show, which will be coming up in August. So... For everyone who is asking about predictions for majors, no, we don't really get into that territory just yet, but we will give you recommendations for bands that we believe should be well listened to. And uh, yeah, of course, I've just mentioned there. Field Marshal, Inverary, St. Lawrence, uh, Fife Polis, bands like that, we're definitely going to be interested in listening to them for sure. But the whole grade is going to be interesting. So there you are. <laughs> Hope that wraps that up in a little bow for you. Alrighty. Well, guys, we will see you hopefully on the grass in Lurgan. Uh, so if you do spot any of us in the Rab Show team, then please do say hi. Uh, a good number of us actually will be competing on the day. So we'll be in uniform rather than Rab Show hoods and stuff. Uh, but yeah, you can also give me a shout as well if you do manage to see myself. Yours truly. I'll be there making nuisance of myself, throwing a microphone in front of people's faces. Indeed. So, yeah, we'll see you this weekend. And, of course, don't forget you can check us out, of course, on Patreon. Well, there'll be loads of extra content, actually, from the UKs that we've got planned uh, for our Patreon folks. So, yes, like every podcast, we do have a Patreon, as we've mentioned. Do consider giving it a click of support and you'll get access to tons of extra stuff. Yeah, from this weekend, no doubt. Alrighty. Um, yes, another shameless plug, but a plug, no doubt. Don't forget to check out our YouTube channel. And yeah, there's one thing that a lot of folks seem to kind of neglect uh, as we brought our coverage from Cookstown. 
All of the videos and performances that we had from Cookstown all went up direct on our YouTube channel. They didn't go up on our Facebook and all that sort of stuff. So a lot of people were confused by this and were messaging me throughout the day going, Rob, what's going on in Cookstown, mate? Well, check the YouTube channel. You'll see it's all there. All the performances. Go and watch it. So, yeah, that'll probably happen this weekend again as well. So be sure to tune into our YouTube channel as well. Alrighty. I hope you've enjoyed this week's topic of the week, our news and updates on all of the usual shenanigans right here in the Rab Show pod. And don't forget, you can always email us in your own thoughts and opinions on anything we've discussed on this show or any previous show. You can email us bigrabshow at gmail.com. That address again, bigrabshow at gmail.com. There you are. Alrighty, that's it for another podcast and we are out the door. Good luck to everyone competing at the UK Championships this weekend. Hope you all have a good tune. Remember all your parts and uh, yeah, we will see you all on the grass. And yeah, we'll be back next week to wrap up all the action from the, the UKs. Here's hoping for a bit of a drier one than in previous year. Yeah, <laughs> 2019. Oh boys. Anyway, that's it. I'm out the door. I'll see you all on the pod next week, folks. All the best. Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week. And a special thank you to our sponsor, G1 Reads. Played by bands around the world, they are the champion's choice. Played by two-time world champions in Vararian District. Don't forget to check out TheBigRabShow.com to be kept up to date with all the latest news and views from the piping world and also check us out on Patreon. For five bucks a month, you can get your hands on tons of extra piping goodness and be part of the Patreon faithful. So until next week, guys, we'll see you right here on The Big Rab Show Podcast. All the best. <laughs>